0: This episode is brought to you by Too Faced Cosmetics and Better Than Sex Mascara. The name literally says it all. This mascara is that good. There is a formula for anyone and everyone available in original, waterproof, and chocolate that thickens, lengthens, and curls to give you all the drama and volume. Or try the new Naturally Better Than Sex. It has a 98% naturally derived formula. Shop Too Faced Better Than Sex Mascara at Sephora today. They could break here Chelsea, this could be the moment, Frank Lampard for Chelsea, it's Carvalho to his right, Lampard for the title, Lampard, it's 2-0, it's Chelsea's championship, and 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Here's Lampard, comes out to Essien, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. A it's a counter-attack, it. drop back. And now get the middle of really it, it. Really it, it Stretch it stretch it Make sure how many do Stretch it Chelsea 2 All And Didier drop a oh. in the centre McCoy just came to the final end that's get goal, in pitches, in go, big big ball, ball. it it Possibly bleak as this. Have, never ended up in And I have had a in one time.
1: One time. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. You are now listening to another episode of Chessie Hour, brought to you by me, myself, Babs' host. And Dan. Dan, how are you doing?
2: I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm good to be in the passenger seat, man. Sometimes it's good to just listen to someone else take the the uh, the driver's seat. But yeah,
1: I'm all set. <laughs> Well, you say you're giving the young box the the, the reins now.
2: Yeah, man. I'm proud of you, man. Babs is stepping up. Can't say the same for the next guest. Damn. Wow.
1: i <laughs> <laughs> with that. Um, Chevy, how are you doing?
3: <laughs> I don't even know what I meant, but I'm just... I'm good. I'm, I'm, nah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I just don't like to be too nice, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, d- like,
1: Danny, you do love to throw a span of the works. Yeah, and I'm with it. that. I've got to oh. remind the listeners, guys, you know, the Touchline Practice live show is still is on Sunday. Get your yeah. Tickets now. Tickets are selling out quite quickly, surprisingly enough. So boy, listen, if you want to get down there, you can watch the United games, you can watch the Chelsea game. You want to chop up the lads, get down there. It's <laughs> in, in Dolston Junction, so it should be easy for that like, most people to get to anyway. Why
2: did you say surprisingly I was, enough? I was just about to say <laughs> what,
1: what you touchline to hey touchline listen, man. Listen, maybe it was, the, was the, the wrong choice line, of I'm words. It, but...
2: No, 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 but you're surprised by the speed because it's touchline. So yeah, but the, the, far, you know the but... reason
1: why I'm surprised is because, you, you know what, it felt, it felt a bit last minute. Oh. Just, just... I was like, like they, they, they sold out in like, less than a week. Babs, you're just here to disparage the brand. First, it was like, raw. I'm
2: surprised they're selling tickets. Now it's, yeah, and it was last minute. They, they You know what I'm saying? I'm a what?
3: Babs, they've been doing Blasher since before you were born.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is a good point To be, sure. uh, to be fair Sherry, that, is that is a very like good another point Another Dan H joke But
2: let's, let's continue
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that as well Tomorrow at 8pm There will be a fight card Ahead of the massive game You know The, yes. the London derby who's repping, who's repping Chelsea? Oh obviously It'll be it'll be me It'll be me myself I will join my fellow um, host Meads You know so That'll be an interesting Ooh. one So hopefully we can We can get the dub Hey Meads is cantankerous Meads gets cantankerous, so it's going to be good to see
2: it versus who's there for Arsenal?
1: It's Dan Cuigs and Lewis.
2: Okay, I think we got this. I think we got this in the bag. That'll be good. Everybody, tune in live Friday. What time? Eight PM. Eight PM. All right, cool.
1: Eight PM. You got this, yeah, Bab. You got, you got this. You can drive this, this show, yeah. (laughs) Hey, man, maybe I've been doing it as long as you, but I think I can hold my own. I think I can hold my own. Can you can you can. But yeah, I'm gonna come straight to you, then, You know, like you know, the, the oh. news is still fresh off the fresh off the, the press. You know, Luku's back. Mm-hmm. You know, Lukaku is in. You know, he's had a couple nice and press conferences. You know, he speaks very well, and he's looking confident. You know, he said that everything is done now is been up to this moment. So, how are you feeling straight up, straight off the bat? I was happy
2: about it, but then I was listening to our Patreon piece. Shout out Shemi. Shout out Freemium. Uh, I was. A- about Lukaku was a deep dive in Lukaku. Obviously, if you guys don't know, he's been on a pod before, but freemium he's in Italy. Do you know what I'm saying? A lot of people like to talk like they've been watching Lukaku and he's changed, etc. But freemium actually lives in Italy, he literally watches Syria A That's his bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? He's consumed by it, it, surrounds him. So he's got that actual proper opinion, not just one of these kind of fair weather opinions, etc. And he's been watching Lukaku specifically. So it was a good Patreon piece. I couldn't wait to listen. As Lukaku just signed, I was like, cool. Lukaku signed. I want to hear the detail. Uh, I don't want to hear fluff, because all of these journalists just give you fluff about this and that, and he scored this and that. I wanted to hear the detail. So I was thinking, cool, it's my own platform. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get some love. I turned on my Patreon. It was Shemi and Freemium. First thing, two minutes in, Freeman is shading me (laughs) for saying that, ah, there's someone on Chessie hour that was against Lukaku, so obviously he's probably not happy, but... Do you know what it is? With with Lukaku, so like I didn't want him, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I just feel like with Lukaku, not that he's bad, um, fingers crossed anyway. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? We've got terrible luck with strikers. Um, but yeah, not that he's necessarily bad. I just feel like we could have done better. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like Sometimes you forget this is... You're, you're ch- not
1: sounding too excited there, Dan. Yeah, I, I, I just said, there
2: book, I'm said i laying it out. I'm laying it out. You just stick with it. Just stick with it. Um, so, here's my thing. I, I definitely think Lukaku, um, I think... I don't necessarily think will have the best striker in the world. I feel like Spurs fans will argue, ah, oh, Kane's the best striker in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? Bayern Munich fans can argue, Lewandowski's the best striker in the world. PSG fans or soon-to-be Real Madrid fans can say, Bappe's the best track, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel like, Chelsea, look, we're a Champions League winning cup. So we really, we should be trying to get the players that we can say, oh, Kante, he's the best of these type in the world, Jorginho. At this point, now people are starting to respect him as one of the best of these type in the world. And Lukaku, I was just thinking, what we need to do is we need to stop with this bullshit, because we always do this bullshit with with the Werner, Signings where we just like, uh, yeah, he scores goals, but he can't play football. Do you know what I'm saying? Or the Pulisic, where oh, he can dribble, but really and truly, he hasn't really, he's not really a top assistor or a top goal scorer. And I just feel like we're creating like we sometimes we collect too many like half players. And so when we signed Kai, I was shocked because I'm like, I'm looking at this guy, I'm thinking, you've got everything. You assist, you score, technically amazing, passed the eye test too, aesthetically great, uh, off the ball does the work and I'm like yo this is what we should be doing we should be going for the complete because when it comes down to when Vernon's not scoring Vernon stinks and so I just want it to be that we have players especially up front because I feel like up front we don't have the quality that we should have defense uh under two call listen we're Gucci even on the Lampard a part of last season was Gucci Midfield, I don't have to I don't have to talk too much attack it's a lot of conversations that's what Chessie Auerpott is just us kind of complaining about our attack most of the time so in terms of fixing that, I'm like, OK, cool, let's not make the same mistake. Let's not get a player where if they're not scoring, you know what I'm saying, um, it's, it's going to be tough to watch because not only are they not scoring, but they're not really adding to the attack. Now, Lukaku, I looked at assists last season, and last season particularly, his assist was looking good. But we know that Lukaku in the Premier League specifically, and I know that a lot of people talk about his weight, and I'm going a little bit ramp, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. But just in general, in terms of his touch, et cetera, et cetera. And I've been promised this new Lukaku that sold out his touch, et etc. et cetera, But I've heard that so many times about Lukaku from when he was 16. Uh, again, my age comes into it, but I was older than him at 16. You know what I'm saying? I saw him when he was 16 and everyone was saying, yeah, he's 16, but he's, um, he's got a raw touch, but it's going to improve. Then we bought him at 18, two years after that. And it was like, yeah, he's still got a raw touch, but it's going to improve. And from the beginning, I was saying, sometimes... You know, this is part, like, I just look from what I saw, I was like, this is going to be part of his game for the majority of his career. Now, the only thing is, Didier Drogba, I always thought that he was kind of rough, and then towards the end of his career, it just cemented. I haven't really seen that that often. So I always said from the beginning, Lukaku seems mentally like, like one of those players, like a Gary Neville, that is just on it, like a lampard, like someone that's going to stay behind and train. When he was in the Premier League, he watched every single game he'd get it sent to him every single game to study. Everybody's seen that video with him talking to Karaka, and you can see that. I think Lukaku will be an amazing manager, and I think he might go into it. I think he's so intelligent. That's why that, that girl, Mina Rizutski, I still go at her, and it's not a sexist thing. It was just the worst call ever when he said that he's not, he lacks intelligence where Murata has, has, has intelligence, and I just couldn't understand it because, to me, Lukaku's intelligent. So I've never been able to write him up fully just because I always believe if you have the mentality and you kind of, have the intelligence, you can improve. Like Lampard went from caterpillar to butterfly because he was always working on his game, constantly thinking about his game, constantly thinking about improvement. I've seen it with Nedved, seen it with people like Gary Neville who started as a centre back but too short, so he had to learn on the job to be a right back, and then he just learned how to be like. Obviously, he didn't have the physical ability to get up and down, but he just learned it. And I saw that in Lukaku from early, but I also saw a bad touch. And so when he was linked with us the first time around, I wanted Murata over him. Not because I thought Morata was a better buyer. I always thought Morata was the worst buyer. But I was thinking, again, Lukaku will do a decent job, but I think we can get better. And the issue is when you get someone that does a decent job, that means you keep them. Whereas I was thinking, OK, cool, if we get Morata, at least he'll stink it out so much that we'll sell him and then hopefully we'll get someone that is better. That didn't happen. And we've been cycling through players. And whether it's that they just didn't have the chance or you know they've been shits, now we're back at Lukaku. And so I didn't want Lukaku because I was really hoping for all these times like let's just get someone to leave. But someone to leave doesn't always come along. Now, we heard this morning that Lewandowski apparently wants to leave Bayern Munich. Now, Lewandowski, I know people treat him to like a Werner and a Haaland. But again, it's the German league, so it might not translate. I know the Champions League too, but when it comes down to it, Bayern Munich, you're surrounded with good players. So Lewandowski wants to go. Lewandowski technically looks excellent, even off like. He might not be physically like uh, Lukaku, but technically he's excellent. Um, So someone like that, but then he's like $110 for a 33-year-old. But when when it comes down to it, I think where my mind changed is when Tuchel kind of explained, I want someone with the profile to hold the ball up with their back to goal. And Lukaku historically has said himself, people make a misconception that I'm a player that plays with my back to goal, but I'm a channel guy. So when he said that, I was like, so why are you doing Lukaku? But obviously, everyone, you know, listen, shout out to Shemi, shout out to Freemium, listen to the Patron. Everyone says uh, that Conte worked with him he's back to goal. Lukaku said it himself too. So now Lukaku's confident that he can do both, both roles. But also Lukaku, you just look at him, he's very, uh, he's in shape. Reminds me of me before lockdown, do you know what I'm saying? That he's in shape. Um, and uh, I just feel like mentally... Do you know, like when we won the Champions League, and it just felt right because everything was kind of pointing to that it makes sense. Like it kind of makes sense too. Um, everything seems to kind of make sense. Like Drogba's given the thumbs up. Um, do you know what I'm saying? He was supposed to be the new Drogba, just the same way Mount was supposed to be the new Lampard, etc. Obviously, we don't need the new Terry, so Rice can chill. But everything seems to make sense. He's coming back. He seems wiser. Do you know what I'm saying? He's already dealt with he's already dealt with people like me. I can't lie, I created Who first touch watch, slandering him when he was at Man United.
1: I was gonna say that. I remember, I remember that Dan. I was the one that created it. <laughs> it was you, and hey, it's come full circle. So I created a lot of, come back and bite us.
2: But you know what it is? I created a lot of hashtags. I called them bash tags back in the day, you know what I'm saying? But what I'd say is this: his first touch was horrible. So what do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? But we had Werner and when we got Werner, I said it. I said, this guy's first touch is worse than Lukaku's. And I've seen it, it's, it's, it's worse. And I feel like Werner, I've always kind of, I was interested to see how we treat Werner because I was thinking, this guy, you know, he's missing chances. he a, a first touch worse than Lukaku. How would they treat him? And I think people still kind of give him, you know, they're not really that harsh in him compared to Lukaku. Lukaku guy is so harsh with, again, from our corner of Twitter, so I can't even call it a racist thing. We, we was the one that kind of superimposed the Levi jeans and the Timberlands on him. Um, but the thing is with Lukaku, what I'd say is this, everyone says proven goal score. We had a debate on another podcast. I can't remember what the name was, it, but me and Babs went back and forth about the proven goal score of thing. I don't think that goal, goals-wise, I don't think he had a great season in terms of just non penalty goals. I don't mess with the whole kind of all-round goals thing. I'm always non penalty goals. And I think he had a similar season that, that he usually has. Now, if he has that type of season at Chelsea, it's an improvement on Werner, but the bar is so low because Werner scored six goals in 29 starts. So for me, I would have gone for, I would have gambled because I kind of fancy myself kind of unearthing good talents, and I've seen us from back in the day go for a Torres because we wanted someone proven and someone that was around about 27, 28 at the top of their game. Um, And I think that's what Lukaku is, but I've always liked to, oh, actually, Aguero is available. He's young and up and coming. He's Like even outside of possession, he's sick. Do you know what I'm saying? This is going to be someone that will kill and and destroy. Um, And so the the only thing with Lukaku is, Lukaku has shown before at West Brom and at Everton that he scored at a ridiculous rate. And and if you actually do the analysis and shout out to, I think it was either Babs or Meads or both on that pod that we did where me and Meads was going back and forth and Babs was enjoying it like a freak with popcorn in the background. Um, In that pod, I learned something and I learned that actually, when you compare Kane and Lukaku's record, there's not much between them. And I just have to be honest. So as much as anyone calls Kane world-class, he's had two or three really good seasons and the rest have been kind of mediocre to subpar. It's just penalties that are supplemented it. So when it comes down to it, beggars can't be chooses. And whenever a player comes here, I didn't really want Werner when he came. I had to get fully behind it. Lukaku, I was fully behind it just because he can't came. came come. And until you mess up in a Chelsea shirt, because, like, even Bakayoko, I didn't want him... As soon as he comes, I'll wipe the slate clean. And then I'll wait for you to, to, to let me know in a Chelsea shirt you're going to be bad, and I'm on you. So I was already at that point. And then I started to see the propaganda from the Chelsea FC team, uh, the Twitter, and I was like, yo, this is what the... Chelsea hour Media Machine would be proud of that type of stuff. It convinced me, the story, they're dropping clips. They're dropping clips, oh, and man. I was thinking... Yeah, just quickly, yeah, just quickly uh, r- rounding up, they was dropping clips. And um, I was thinking... Yeah, it's gonna be corny, but actually, it just it convinced me. So yeah, I'm I'm fully behind the Lukaku thing. Let's let's hope he does well.
3: Uh, sorry for all of that. I'm going to take a rest.
1: Yeah, go, wait, wait,
3: what were we gonna say, Shemi? Sorry, I, I was just saying that um, on, on on the media thing that um, Chelsea FC account or Jesse, I was big brothers in terms of the the media machine thing because they were going ham, like they were going real ham. So now I now I know where Go go. Okay, okay, okay,
1: I got you now, I got you now. But yeah, um, I mean it is pretty, it is pretty um entertaining. It's pretty entertaining because I, I do think that a lot of the propaganda they're putting out right now is is almost like it's like a, a fairy tale type thing of like, you know, you know, he was he was here, you know, he went away, you know, he, he got better, he put his reps in, and now he's back and better. But other than that in terms of our transfer news, it does seem as though um there's been more um, talks with, with money you know, I, I don't know if you guys saw the, the links this morning. They did come out and it looks as though Chelsea are actually trying to um, get something sorted out there. And, you know, we had that, um, well, I don't know if, well, sorry, me, Ben and um, Sam had that conversation a, a couple of weeks ago at the pod where we spoke about our midfield depth and um, whether, we, whether we felt we need an extra midfielder there was, personally for me, I don't think we, I, don't, I still don't think we need a fourth midfielder specifically. I don't really believe in like having like a fourth choice of anything because like it is it's basically just saying that you're going to be on the bench. And, like, I like I doubt any young players are going to want to do that. But with one of those links coming out, I just want to get you guys' thoughts on like what what you thought of the player and if you guys would
3: have been happy to have him at Chelsea. emmy over to you, bro. Um, unfortunately, I haven't watched Chelsea. I don't know um, much about him, but I'm kind of with you on the whole um, fourth and fifth midfielder thing because obviously people seem to forget that like, Rubens, Rubens actually with the squad, so we've got four misfolders right now, and um, one thing about one thing about Jorginho and Kovacic is that um, they, they hardly get injured, really, I think they only really miss games of suspensions um, so like, they're pretty present, um, I know Kante gets these nickels here and there, but even he's overcome his, um, his little period where he was getting loads of injuries so um, I feel like them three are going to be pretty present, touch wood um, so yeah, like the whole I I I, I don't think there's doesn't this I don't think we need like, an, an extra body in there personally. Um, I just feel like an extra body coming in, they, they just won't play as much, or it's either they won't play as much or Ruben. That's 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 his cue to just go out the door basically. So yeah, personally, I'm happy with the four that we have now, and um, because they're because Kovacic, Jorginho, especially are pretty ever present. Um, it kind of like. For me, because it's just the need for another midfielder out of the door personally. But yeah, my yeah. my two my
2: two cents on it. Sure, many. I think I don't watch League R. I'd love to have a tactical opinion on him. I've seen some YouTube, but I think with midfielders, it's a bit more difficult because I feel like you have to watch them consistently to really talk with him on them. Um, and so I've I've a lot of people love him, and a lot of people they see the graphs and they're saying, look him, Cante. So I think. Maybe, I don't know, I don't really want to assume on their behalf, but maybe a lot of people, that kind of graph convinced them and they just, they're seeing Kante and that Kante needs to rest and therefore uh, we need someone to back him up and Kante's getting injuries and therefore get the shoe of many guys. Uh, what Shemi said, uh, yeah, 100%, Ruben's there, but then half of it is like, are, like, you haven't really played that much. Do you really want to come in and be fourth midfielder? Like, really and truly, you've just had the season of regular football, you want to do that kind of weakest link thing and be like, bank, do you know what I'm saying? Let's go another season somewhere and let's build on that. Let's not reset it to zero, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so for Ruben, as much as it's tough because like in preseason he showed us some things and it's like, yeah, it can work. But at the same time, if he can find somewhere like a Lazio, and they, I don't know Lazio's situation because him moving to somewhere and then not getting um, regular starts doesn't make any sense. But if he can find somewhere, especially under a manager like Asari that made him play the play his best football for. I'm I like Ruben's probably not listening, but if you are, bro, you need to go to Lazio. You know what I'm saying? Because um, it's not fun being the fourth choice. And I think we're sure many. I don't know that much about him, but I'd be more comfortable with him fourth choice because he's already got like regular football under his belt, more than one season. You know what I'm saying? And when it comes down to it, those three midfielders are older, so to have someone younger in there makes sense to me. And Perdue, um, obviously he played in Sheffield United. I wouldn't be that mad. Ampadu, fourth choice again, but like with Loftus, like I get, it. I get the pull, and it could work out. But I, f- I just think that he should try and go for regular football. That's just me. But we're also, we, we, I think we've got fourth guy on now. Have we got fourth guy on?
1: Hey, I don't know what happened, man. It's like man just rushed the stage. He just came out of nowhere.
4: Jeez, who we got right, to listen? The- Listen, boys. Yeah, I'm hearing names like Tasmanian or Twerculator, whatever that French youth name is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give it Cobham. Yeah, give it, give it La Cobham. You yeah, want to Yeah, yeah, man. There's always a youth coming out of Cobham. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's even Ampadu, he's feeling on some bad loans for me, but I've always someone that had stocks in him from time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if you look at his Welsh performances, minus that silly one he had at the Euros, but yeah. generally. When he's played in a two and a four-two-three-one for Wales, he's looked quite mm-hmm. sick. Like looked completely different to what he looks like at club level, and obviously that fourth choice option means that even if he's you know going on this, um, even if his trajectory is not what it was before. He's mm-hmm. in a role where it doesn't matter too much. And we can kind of test out between him and him and Trevor, whether Trevor's not going to start all the time at centre-back. He can come and fit in in yeah. midfield as well. Ruben Remontada potentially as well with the midfield because, mm-hmm. um, you know, they haven't sorted out whether he's going to go on loan or not. We don't know what he's trying to do. But it's the type of role where you don't have to necessarily have one particular guy, although it would be nice. But... Yeah, it, I, I, I'm, I'm glad now that, um you know, from what we get from mainstream media, at least, it doesn't look like we're trying to buy anyone for that role in it because mm-hmm. I don't think it's so important that you need to buy someone, especially with an academy like ours. It doesn't make sense. Yeah.
2: One thing I like about Ben is Ben will just come on and give me two different names. Ruben Ramantada, Keep It Cobham. Those are two Aye. names for the cover. <laughs> They know me. King of, Brandon. King of Brandon. Keep flowing. All right.
1: Fair enough, man. And, and, and since I'm still like you, Ben, I'm going. I'm going to come back again. I'm going to ask you. So, it does seem as though you know th- these these Kunde leaks. They don't seem to be going away. So, mm-hmm. what do you what do you think about Koundé? Do, do you think we will be a good signing? Do you think listen, it's, it's, it's good future future squad planning or or, or you are, are know, you
4: are you still on your keep, keep it calm and type flow? Ah, you know what it is, yeah. With me, I don't mind Kunde only because listen, like Zuma, for example, um. I, uh, I I always appreciate certain players when they do well but still know their limitations innit like, what are I'm you not- saying so
1: you appreciate them when they do well but you want to put them in the mud when they don't do well I'm is not sure want to put
4: it, them in the mud maybe some light grass you know some astral turf you know what I'm trying to say but not the full on mud in it. like I feel like to a certain extent yeah if you know what a player is like and you know the things that they're um, maybe not cap- capable of doing sound bad in it, but you know a player's profile you know where they're on When they eventually do um, what you know that they might do, you can kind of only look at yourself, if that makes sense. With Zuma, I rate him, especially on recovery, if that makes sense, but I don't necessarily rate his reading the ball too highly and his ability on the ball too highly. And I feel like as much as he's he's really been good, especially since Tuchel's come in, he can also... He hasn't shown it recently, and, I, and one can only hope is behind him. But a part of me still feels like he can just do something mad at any 2nd in it? Like I remember the other day when it was him, um, um, him, Rudiger, and um, Trevor. I was hoping to God he wasn't the one playing in the middle, and it, it was fine because he wasn't tested on that. But Trevor, for example, I feel like is the bet is um, would definitely be the most comfortable in that middle. But Trevor and Rudiger, I really rate right in terms of reading the game and their ability on the ball. So if just generally we're looking at upgrades, we know that Aspel are playing that centre-back role. Um, of course, he does his thing, but is that a thing where we're looking, really looking at it, that's going to be long-term, this is what's going to be happening type of thing? Is the same with Reese James. Even now where it feels like um, Aspilicuay might come on and play wing-back, He alternatively he might play centre-back on another day and James might play wing-back. I feel like we're getting to the point where we need to have things, not um, pigeon um, not everyone pigeon but we need to have certain things in place where it's like, this is your role, this is your role, this this type of thing. This is your role long term. And we're banking on you being f- the guy for the future, if that makes sense in a certain position. So I feel like Kunde allows us to do that and it doesn't, you know, encompass all this moving about and all these kind of things like that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I feel like when Conte was here, and it was Aspie, um, David Luiz and Hill, Everyone knew their role and everyone was suited very much to the role that they were playing. As as And I'm not just talking about, oh, these are the three centre-backs and they just play in any order. It was, they were so suited to the roles that they specifically played in the back three, right side, middle and, and left side if that makes sense. So I feel like Kunde definitely does allow us to do that in terms of if he comes in. And obviously we'd have to swap, you know, stuff in terms of with the, the centre-backs we have at the club already. But so I want Trevor to play in midfield as well, innit? I feel like that's his best position as a DM, even though, of course, he can play centre back very well as well. So, and, and that allows Trevor to do that. So, yeah, we'll have to see, though, it? Yeah.
2: And I much prefer your pronunciation of Kunde then, uh, but over to you. <laughs> wait, wait, how am I going to pronounce it? I don't know. I don't know. We can move on. We can move on. But... Oh, I'm so finished.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, go going, going back onto um last week's picture in the Crystal Palace game, it was a nice 3-0 win, you know, um, brightened up by the Chalaba goal. You know, that was a really good moment for him to see. And I'm going to come over to you, um, Shemika. I know you like the game. So I wanted to get your opinion on, the, on that game and um how you thought it played out.
2: They're like, if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com.
0: We get it. Distractions happen. That's why we designed the fully electric, full-sized Volvo EX90 with the latest technology to keep you and those around you safe. Its two-sensor driver understanding system is designed to prevent distractions and help you stay focused. Reserve your Volvo EX90 today. Learn more at volvocars.com slash US.
3: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, really good game from um, the lads. First of all, it was, it was nice being back at the bridge. i it was banging. Um, and it was nice witnessing Trevor's moment um, live in the flesh. But yeah, um, as a team, it was a really, really good game. Um, I felt Jorginho was absolutely amazing um, because I, I think I said this in the group chat already but because I sat in a high stand I was able to kind of get a nice bird's eye view of everyone and watching Jorginho's, um, his passing performance especially was just amazing, watching him dictate the midfield it was, it was superb so um, yeah I think um, Palace were really really poor so they didn't test us um, going backwards, um, I thought we controlled the game from start to finish um, Alonso has started the season really really well which is which is good for the team but I know a lot of us are, are we kind of worried about so it's a bit like it's, it's a conflict, it's a, it's a real conflict of interest but um, yeah he was he was getting up and down um, really really well um, Aspi as well was taking up the positions, I felt I felt the attack was a bit um, it was yeah it was, the attack wasn't the best if I'm going to be honest, I felt Say, say, say um, how you feel, Shabi. Say, yeah, say yeah. how you feel. let, 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 so, let the clip on wine, man. Yeah, so obviously Werner, Verna was making really good runs in behind, but um, a lot of the time when when he got when he received the ball, like running onto it, um, his decision making was really rash or um, he just wasn't technically there. Um, he snatched that a few shots which went really, really wide. And um, yeah, it, it was it was just a typical Werner performance. And I thought um, Pulisic didn't look after the ball, look after the ball too well. Um, which is something that I've I've, I've kind of noticed in this game, um, re- especially over the past like I'd say the past season, um, up until now. Um, he's like he gets dispossessed quite easily, which was which was frustrating. So things were kind of breaking down. Mount um, was trying his best to come in and link play, which he was doing quite well. Um, but yeah, man, we got we got the breakthrough for an amazing set piece, um, and then from there, like we just we just took over. So yeah, it was a, it was a really really good command performance, but. There's still a bit of work to be done, kind of in the in the forward areas, and I expect um, Lukaku and Havertz when they when they come in, um, in back into the team. Um, I expect that to kind of um, sort itself out. But um, yeah, overall solid start to the to the season. Yeah, well, can, can, well I, I, together, can I
4: just like. ask a quick question? Yeah, just obviously to everyone in it. Yeah, because um, you know we've yeah. a you raised good points about the front three and that. Mm-hmm. Um, what front three does does anyone feel like when we've been playing the front threes? We're not necessarily playing personnel that necessarily suit each other's game, if that makes sense. And if so, if, if if you do agree with that, I don't, what freeze would you put together um, in terms of profile-wise, if that makes sense, that makes sense and suit each other? Ben, you want to
2: set us up for a mount debate? I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> I'm so not
4: doing it. I wasn't even watching. Dude, I do mount even more like. But, all right, cool. like
2: I, I just feel me,
4: like I, I feel like we're not necessarily like I, I agree with what. Um, he said in that, and it, and Pulisic is even my boy as well in it as but. Hey, listen, to the and hey, they cannot play together. Hey, to they cannot don't play together, man. Yeah, yeah. Mention my boy's name in the same. As, name as, a, as that, like that, that. that a, like, hey, listen, Ben, man, yeah. they're, they're two of the exact same type. Hey, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Babs, I'm sorry to break it to you, but hey, Babs, look, serious consequences, consequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be very I, I use my boy's name, yeah, but yeah, no. Hey, hey,
2: hey, Ben. Ben, talk to me about Pulis because you've been one of the biggest fans. I know Shemi, like, do you know what I'm saying? Maybe not as much as you, but you've been, like, the biggest proponent for for Pulis. So how are you feeling about your boy now?
4: You know, the thing is, yeah, I feel like when you know a player, yeah, and this is what I always say in terms of managers, and I think I just said something similar about Zuma in terms of when you know a player, you have to put them in situations where they're going to do well. You guys have seen me say in the group chat, for example, and I know he didn't play on the right this weekend, but I've constantly said that I don't think it makes sense playing him on the right It literally in terms of his effectiveness, what does the guy struggle at? Releasing the ball on time, right? And oh. funny enough, actually, with a lot of players, you know, they simplify their game when they go on the same side as their stronger foot. And to be fair, he's had a quite, dec- he's had quite a few um, important assists from that right side. However, mm. I feel like there's a certain way to match players up based mm-hmm. on their profile. If Pulisic is going to come in from the left, for example, and do a lot of dribbling, you can't have a lot of guys that are going to occupy that central area because there's already a lot of defenders in that area as it is. Mm. And the more players that you put there as an attacking team, the more defenders they can afford to put there as well. So a lot of time, you look at what Pulisic does, he doesn't have a problem beating the first man, he doesn't have a problem beating the second man. It's just when he man carries on going, I Hasn't released the ball, or there's now a yeah, third ben, man, you, or they've you're crowded have to, you're him have out. Have to
1: remind me when the last time he beat, beat either one man was because that's hey, not listen, true. <laughs> he did it multiple times just
4: last weekend. Well, he also, did it multiple also, times just last weekend. You know, also, I think we got sorry, about three, sorry, or four. Now I think we got about three or four free kicks on the edge of the box here yeah, alone. That was literally just him. I think there was one in particular where he beat two guys and he took him down and he and he fell on the ball as well. You fell know that he Ben to,
2: ride for Pewds and say, I what I think. Would I, what
3: been, I was going to say is that Pulisic has played a lot of football on the left. Yeah. so I was just kind of because obviously your point was about him playing from the right, but he's played. Mm-hmm. A yeah, lot no, of no, no, no. It, it? it was two
4: different points, innit? It was two different points. I think the first one was about playing on the right in terms of my general point is about knowing players' profiles and putting them in the best position to do them well. Um, um to do well, is that makes sense? Positionally and with who they're playing that with. So the simple. first one was about him playing on the right and and how much sense it makes to yeah. And the second one was even playing him on the left. You have to know who you're playing him with if that makes sense so he played with mount mount is um in that front three type of thing he doesn't like no one likes to be on the right apart from zh really or Havertz. Havertz. drifts so there too but no matter who we play especially when it's like a position mount, mount just ends up in the middle anyways or coming over to the left side so it's like with all of these players i've long said all of our players are talented they've all got skill they've all got you know the skill with the skill level is high but mm. The situations they're not so gifted that you could just throw them out anyhow. The situations you, have to make sense.
2: Are you, are you doing a lot because it's your way? Because to me, absolutely genuinely, him.
4: you might know you might know I still criticize him in it. Hey, like, I, 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 I don't know anything but what I know. Don't, yeah, don't, don't tell me what I know. Hey, don't tell I was me what criticizing what I know. him. I was criticizing him just last weekend. Yeah, my whole point with hey, you so you know him to release the ball sometimes. Okay. All right. Cool.
2: So in terms of. I just want to quickly say, Pulisic and Mount, I think they've played a lot of good games together. So just your point, just to kind of get it, get it right. i yeah. saying that they only work well together when Pulisic is on the left? Is that no, no.
4: So what I'm saying, um, first of all, is that it actually when they play together as well, a lot of the time, Pulisic has end up playing on the right and Mount on the left. I don't think Pulisic... So for example, we talk about Cho and Pulisic, and I don't want to raise that debate again. I keep Let me say now for all you listeners that I know are on that, I'm not raising no debate right here. Yeah, are yeah. But, You've got to choose but if you look at them two, for example... Of course, Cow is better on the left, but I think he's very, very, very effective on the right too. Like, mm-hmm. like close to his level on the left, right? Or, or you know what I'm trying to say? Some people might even feel this even. But Pulisic, hey, for man, example- I don't I know what like you're saying, but- No, I feel like, what's who,
2: who invited Ben on, on this
4: spot? Hey, no Lisa, one invited man. me. Listen, <laughs> this this, this, this <laughs>
1: later <laughs> on the pod. I don't know, man. I don't hey, know, man. Listen man, man
4: gate Listen, man gate crashed the thing. Man <laughs> had a bottle in it, yeah? So the, <laughs> the, 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 girl, the girl on the front, she let me in. It? You know them words? Yeah. So what I'm trying to say, basically, is that um, even on the right, right, Cowell can play either side, for example, and have a yeah. very similar level of effectiveness, whereas Pulisic is not the same, especially with the, with the dribble. He might, funny enough, it's so weird because I feel like he might not play as well, but might put a number on the board when he plays on the right. But overall mm-hmm. game is way better on the left. And what I'm saying about him and Mount is that Mount likes to occupy central areas mm-hmm. that Pulisic is already driving into. And Pulisic already commits how many defenders... So if we talk about, for example, stretching the pitch, if a man is coming in from the left, you don't want a guy just casually waiting in the 10 spot, do you? You want him stretching the pitch so there's less defenders on that guy that's driving in. Because what I saw a lot of the time against Palace, for example, and he actually earned a lot of fouls. If you look at the stats, he got fouled quite a bit against Palace as well. Mm -hmm. There's times when he's beat the first man, beat the second hey, man. Ben, it, I, are, are
1: we talking about a winger here or, or, or wide bro, receiver? Bro,
0: nah, like, nah, bro, nah, nah, nah. What's going on
4: Nah, bro, bro, let me Agenda aside, I'm actually explaining, you know, something genuine here, innit, when it comes to okay. Pulisic. Because I feel like part of it, of course, is to do with the fact that my man doesn't want to flip and release the ball at times. And it frustrates me, and that's even my boy, but it frustrates me too. And at the same time, I always say with a lot of these players, and I, I'll say the same thing about Ziyech, same thing about Cho, same thing about Havertz player profile-wise, and how these guys like to play, you have to play them in situations that make sense, mm-hmm. yeah? So, for example, like, um, even Ziyech, we, we know this, this, um, the um, positions that ZH likes to um, occupy on that like right half space, or sometimes coming off the, right, off the right inwards, if that makes sense. It doesn't make sense if you've already got someone just chilling in that 10 spot, for example, because not only are they in the player's way some of the time, mm-hmm. but the defender is also there as well, and that's not necessarily, of course it's the, play, the player can move, but mm-hmm. however, you want all these guys to play their natural, organic game. So it's up to the manager, I think, to make pairings that make sense and suit each other's okay. game. If that makes all sense. All right,
2: Ben. Okay, I was waiting for you to land the point. Yeah, you, yeah. You did land it. You did land it. You did land it. I think. Are you? What are you saying? That it's too
4: cool? School? Um. Yeah, but it's not like like i can say that without it being this mad criticism of anything yeah. like that this is it just there's always areas to improve if that of makes course
2: sense. my yeah. my thing is just before i hand it back over to babs my thing is i think if there's like Tuchel's really good at that in terms of spacing the attacking players um that's why he i think that's one of the reasons why he keeps passing that wing back because he knows that yeah the wide areas and i think that he usually has it so that there's two players obviously around the striker so I think with Pulisic and Mount, yeah both of them love the central areas but I don't see the issue because I've seen Pulisic and Mount play really well together but yeah um, we can we can move on from that, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on Pulisic because you were saying that Hazard light and all that type of stuff.
4: Oh, yes, and that's still listen. Don't okay. don't get it twisted. We're still rising, but you know what? When Pulisic starts using his bum balls, hey, yeah. my, 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 my guy my guy Hazard
1: was playing with Alonso. I didn't hear no. Hey, yeah yeah Hey, yeah, hey exactly.
2: cut, cut Ben's mic.
4: Cut, cut Ben's Ben. Hey, hey Ben yeah, yeah, hey listen, man, listen, it's, listen it's, yeah. time to, it's time to look it's time, time to motive, go man yeah. it's time <laughs> to go. I don't, I don't have to lock off this motive yeah. So let's let's be careful. we was speaking on my boy, yeah. Pulisic yeah. When he starts using his bum, pause. Like, you know when oh, Yaya said, yeah, yeah. my, man are, my <laughs> man are using their bum, is Yeah, Yo, this is <laughs> the excuse that he's got to now. He's getting to the bum. No, you no, no. Know you know the thing is, all, all jokes aside, yeah, he's actually really good at dribbling. His problem is, it's so weird, yeah, a man will be able to beat the bo- beat people, but at the same time, not necessarily fend people off, which Hazard was sick at both, if that makes sense. Police will take it past the man, take it past the second man, all and then right. um, now you're surrounded. All right, Bro, use your body. I'm to hold him. you. We ain't got much yeah. time. It's just Jesse Hour. Yeah, yeah. my uh, bad, my bad, my yeah. bad. So it's you, it's you not
1: really such a man. No, you know what yeah, yeah. But they were
4: sending it for my boy, innit? You know, they tried to massacre my boy. You know <laughs> the
1: one. Don't worry, right, man. Right. There'll, be, there'll be plenty of time to, 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 um, uh, to come yeah, for come yeah. boy. do Hey, don't worry listen, about
4: yeah. I keep that bang on me, in innit? So you lot be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah. So this Sunday, we've got another,
1: we got a massive game, you know, against Arsenal. The other is that he had the best of records against him in our last five games. I don't think we've actually beaten them once, which is quite um, scary. And again, you know, guys, don't forget, live show, get your tickets, get down to Dalston. And yeah, so um, I'm to get you guys' opinion on that game. So how confident are we feeling? First of all, I'm going to start with you, Dan. How confident are you feeling about that game?
2: I, I don't know, man. I feel like Arsenal have some sort of hoodoo against us recently. And I don't know, I, like, even with Tuchel, we wasn't able to shake it. So when it comes down to it, because they've lost their first game of the season two, I'm not necessarily saying... We're, will lose, but they're going to be super defensive. And I feel like, I remember back in the last season we were doing a preview, and I said I was worried about the Arsenal game, and everyone was like, no, you're not going to be worried. We're shit, you're good, etc." He's beating all these big managers. But it's because Arteta is going to take the approach of a team that is inferior to us, and you see how we are against teams when they're inferior to us. I think with Chelsea, um, the way that our attack has been built, um, we work better against big teams because... It's a lot of people that run around, and that's no shots, <laughs> but it's a lot of people that run around with the work ethic, et cetera, et cetera. So when we're playing against teams that like to play out and that, you know what I'm, I'm saying, they're more adventurous, we can win the ball high up and then we can counter. We've seen it with Kante, Real Madrid, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like when you look at our attack and we're playing against teams that sit back, how many players do we have with ingenuity? How many players that create quality chances are there that I'm confident that we can unlock a team that is going to be resolute and that's going to be sitting back. And that's what Arteta is going to do. And so I can't be that confident going into the season. Just off the back of last season, like I said, we were expecting to beat Arsenal. And and I know, obviously, Jorginho made that mistake and that was part of it. But I just feel like, um, I'm not saying that we we can't win or whatever, but I'm just saying it's not going to be like, I'd rather play a team that is going to be a bit more adventurous and, and play Um, because I don't like us when we play against like even the last game Crystal Palace I think Shemi mentioned it until the free kick it was a little bit uh do you know what I'm saying um it didn't open up and we're just gonna have to hope that we score the first goal so that maybe they can come out and play a bit more because I'm at this point I'm still not confident now obviously Lukaku is one of those players that have been brought in to kind of help us in this situation because Lukaku can shoot from range a bit more like from the edge of the box he can cut in and do that thing where he just you know um, at least like he, he keeps them low and to the corner, but it's got power in it. And plus he's kind of big and you know what I'm saying? Um so maybe he can help us break down. But I just feel like that one player, I don't necessarily think changes the side and it changes the style. And it also kind of depends on who he picks um in that front because I know Ziyech was training, but it's gonna to be too it's gonna to be too close for him. But yeah, I, I I'm I i can not say that I'm super, super confident, but at the same time we're better than Arsenal, so yeah.
1: Fair enough. What about you, Shemi? So Dan did mention the fact that ZH is back from um, his injury, and you also mentioned about how you weren't really excited about the attack. So I want to get the question. I want to ask you your question. So, Shem, what kind of attack would you want to see against Arsenal that you feel that could really unlock their defense? I mean, it's not exactly going to be to unlock the defense, but you know what I mean. You know what I
3: mean. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean, bro. Yeah. So um, I think I think it's too soon for DH. Um, I think he'll probably make the bench. Um, So in that case, um, what I expect to see and what I want to see is um, a a front two of Havertz and Lukaku um, with either Mount, uh, uh, yeah, with probably Mount next to them, Uh, but I think you'll probably play Pulisic because Pulisic scored last week, oh no, Pulisic's injured, right? I think he got injured. Apparently he didn't train. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going on yeah, that apparently, way. Apparently, I heard a- some whispers that, that Pulisic didn't train in the um, in that open session. So Maybe. let's say, so let's say Pulisic is unavailable. I Maybe. think um, I want um, the front two to be Lukaku, Havertz, and then Mount um, with them. If not Mount, then Hudson Odoi. Um, and I think it. I, I'm I'm with Dan in the sense that you know we've had a mad huge against Arsenal recently, and I'm, and it doesn't make this game cut and dry. No matter how poor Arsenal, um whatever form Arsenal are in, whenever we face them, we always seem to make them look good. Um, but in this sense, in, in, in this particular game, I'm pretty confident we'll win, um, simply because I think um, just the quality we have, we have it coming back in. Um, we just have so many runners off the ball. Um, I think the link play that we'll be able to, to um, create um, in the final third of those two, because um, they just lose so much quality, will be um, enough. And we'll kind of just overpower them in the end. Um, and Arsenal defensively are just so poor. And they're just really, really poor. Um, we saw um, in the first game of the season against Brentford, um, when when they came under the immense pre- press from Brentford, they really really struggled. And um, Tuchel's can press the way he's got us um, moving. Um, if we can press them really hard the pitch, force errors, um, force them into situations where they give away the ball, I think we can hurt them and we can punish them devastatingly. With we saw the way Kai finished his goal um, in the preseason against Arsenal. Um, Tammy as well when he capitalised off the mistakes. So I feel like if we can press them into those errors, um, force them hard the pitch, um, we, we can punish them. Um, and I also think Tuchel's got to be adventurous in the same way he was in the preseason game. The preseason game against Arsenal, um, the lineup was very, very attacking, and I feel like he's got to be a, a little bit similar um, in this game because, as Daniel said, they just lost their first game; they're going to be a bit conservative. So, yeah, if we do that, um, I- I'm quite confident we'll win the game, but it's not it's not straightforward because we always make Arsenal look good.
1: Yeah, it does seem a bit worried. So I'm going to ask you, So, what what would you, what would you be
3: your score prediction for that game? My score prediction will be 2-0 Chelsea.
1: Confident, confident, confident. And Ben, I'm going to come over to you. So how, how are you feeling with that game?
4: Um, I'm a bit like um, both of the players. I'm, uh, I know we're better than them, but that doesn't mean anything in these kind of games. Um, and I think um, they're just on shithousery when they play us and they're allowed to be because of their situation and where they are as a club. No one can begrudge them for coming to play us and just sitting back essentially. And it, you know um, I guess normal teams mid-table teams make it I, I try to make it as hard as they can sitting back if that makes sense but it is different Burnley doing that for example than um, an Arsenal who in the mud as they are still have some quality players if that makes sense it's, it's completely different because the, the threat is different if that makes sense so um, I, I'm obviously I'm way more confident that we'd win than we'd lose but I'm not totally confident that we're gonna go there and just smash them because shithousery seems to happen when it comes to them and our tetra especially in in this game i think cal has to start mm, ben, win, Sh- right? say
1: you're sounding a bit scared what, what's going on no no
4: nah, nah, i'm not sounding i'm, I'm not scared in it but i just know i'm well aware that nonsense can happen against these men in that like so um yeah and i'm not mad confident of a of a of a win but i am decently confident of a win, all being normal. My thing is that <laughs> normal things don't seem to happen when we play these men, it. Yeah, in recent times, it, All being so, normal. So, so you're,
1: you're, you're not confident, but you're confident? Babs, 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 a little, a little a advice. Mavs. When it comes to Ben,
2: you're not going to get a straight answer.
4: I- I promise you, you might know this, man, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd say Cal wants to start a wing back because I remember the last time we played them in particular, the amount of men they had back was a shame to football. Like, it was a disgrace. And there was literally no space. Like there was points when it was like it's like they did what Athletico tried to do against us, but they did it properly in terms of how many men they had back and across the line. There was no space anywhere. So even just having someone that they might fear and potentially double up on. On their side allows more space inside for someone else, and and obviously subsequently more space across the pitch for everyone else as well. So it's obviously a game where the wing backs are going to be high as well. I don't even think they're going to try and be as as adventurous as they were trying to play out. For example, all this kind of stuff against um, us in the preseason game. I think mm. they're going to be more than content to just sit back. So I think we need to get a lot of tacklers on the pitch, like Shemi said, and yeah, and then see what we can see what we can do.
2: And piggybacking off your point on Hudson Adoy. For some reason against Arsenal, we saw it from the 1st preseason game and ever since he's played them since. Yeah, I don't He think loves it. it. He hasn't had one bad game. He's had yeah. really
0: good Most it. Of the Are you sure you had one bad game? game? Well, sure? No,
1: nah, not against Arsenal. If you get that last season coming in, which one?
4: Didn't he, didn't he assist that day as well,
1: though? No, I'm talking about the one at the bridge, that, the cameo last season. He, he that was didn't... good. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think he was...
4: I
2: think nah,
4: he was I don't even he was remember. Which game was thought
2: like, no. The 2-1, the 2-1 uh, the that Tammy scored with
1: William. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about the 1-0, no, the, um, the Jorginho um, back pass. He, he was bad that game.
2: Oh, maybe that was one, but it's one out of like seven or eight. Like, he does Yeah, and that game so
4: won a normal game as well. Yeah. But thanks... Yeah, but I, 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 I differ agree with what Tammy said, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah fair enough so guys don't forget you know Ben Shemi myself probably after the game we'll, we will be there at um, the live show so make sure you guys head over there you know if you guys want to be bowing on us or dunking on Gunners with us God, so- yeah hey listen man the tickets are there you'll get a free drink and hey, entry we'll see don't
2: you there bow on Babs Babs is seven and bangs Jim alright <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you I need hey.
4: to see I can't lie all I'm going to say yeah, I don't know how obviously Dan I don't know how you pattern the, the bar spending and that kind of stuff, in it. But just know, if Arsenal lose the bar, they're in for a good day. You know them ones there. You know when the accounts yes. are accounting, for? Huh? You know them hey, ones... Hey, listen,
1: you heard that there. Drink some, Ben. No! Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa,
4: whoa, whoa. But yeah, um,
1: into the next part of the show, we're going to cover the UEFA award. So, you, as we've all seen, you know, it looks as though... Well, it doesn't even look as though. It's been confirmed that m is up for manager of the year. Alongside um, Pep Guardiola and Roberto Mancini, and you've got Kante and Jorginho who are both up for the midfield rewards, alongside them KDB. So, and I believe him. Rudy really goes up for the defensive award, unless I'm mistaken. So, how, how do you guys feel about that? and who do you guys think is the most deserving of winning it? Uh, uh
2: I, I don't want to go first because you know. No, before... no,
1: I, I was going to come to you anyway, Dan.
2: Yeah, I know because I wanted to have the last like word because that kind of you know sits in the audience's mind because obviously they're that's- gonna count on my points now but they might count or they might not but with Jorginho I think it's a, I think Jorginho should get it. and I think Jorginho should get it because I think a lot of people um, like to kind of suggest that he only done well in the Champions League towards the end of the season and in the Euros and that's that's it. But yes he was in and out of a team under jo- uh, Lampard because we you know that Lampard was trying to buy rice but uh, actually, um, all of the season. So I, I think since Liverpool, he hadn't started. Like he he hadn't lost the game that he started. And that if I take you back to that Liverpool game last season, it was the second game of the season, and we had a, a man sent off. I can't remember who got sent off, but um, we lost that game. And Jorginho, I think, started that game. And then since then, he hadn't any game that he started. We didn't lose, and he wasn't starting in and out because obviously you know, Lampard had his own thing, but like, Jorginho, even before um, this kind of whole end of the season, Champions League stuff, he like, for Italy and for Chelsea, he was on this amazing when I play, the team doesn't lose run. Um, And then, obviously, cut to uh, Lampard getting sacked. Um, Cante doesn't come straight in on the two call. It's Kovacic and it's Jorginho, and everybody remembers, we didn't concede a goal for for ages, we, to the point where we were competing with the special ones when he first came in, in terms of the amount of games he was winning. It was just clean sheets. And it was ridiculous. And, and Jorginho was at the heart of that. And a lot of people that were haters, actually, I had to sit back and say, actually, is doing well. And this is just the league. And then obviously in the Champions League, yeah, Kante had three... I think people are really focused on those three amazing performances and those big games. And whilst that makes sense, because obviously those were big, I feel like when you take in like the whole season in terms of when they've been on the pitch. I think that Jorginho's had an incredible 2020, uh, 2021, because there was that the end of the season where he made a few mistakes. But apart from that, I think he's been, um, very, very solid team of the year, team of the tournament for the Euros team of the tournament for, uh, the champions league. Only 10 other people have done that. Um, and, yeah, like, again, like, he started the season war too. So, so for me, it's Jorginho. Look, if Kante wins it, Kante's my boy. I think Kante is underrated, even though people think he's world-class. I still think he's underrated. So, if he gets it, I'm not going to complain. But my vote goes to Jorginho.
1: Fair enough. What about you, Ben? What, what, what do you think? Because, I, I mean, the question was, uh, <laughs> in regards to the other guys, what's like, Tukul cool, and like Rudiger, etc. So, like, what, what do you guys think of them being um, awarded? Like, who, do, you, do you guys think they deserve it? Or...
4: Wait, oh, wait sorry. Oh, wait, so, sorry, I didn't really hear the. Um, I heard the midfield one, but wait. So what? Tuchel's up for the management thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With who else?
3: Um,
4: Mancini and Pep. I, yeah. I'm and Mancini. who's up for the defenders? I'm. Um, I'm not sure about who's up for defenders, but I know. I know Rüdiger's up as well. I believe. All right. Cool. For the management thing, straight. Give it Tuchel. No debating. Easy. And same thing for the for the um midfielders thing. I echo a lot of Dan's points. I don't even think it needs to be talked over that tough really in terms of people making other arguments if that makes it Jorginho has had a lot of he's had a lot of um flack since he's come to England and he's just proved he's and and uh, I feel like he even had to be in that he had to be in that Italy team and conduct things the way he conducted things for them to even appreciate him like they appreciated him and then they'll take away from him in another game like but the proof is in the pudding man so for me Jorginho easy
2: yeah coming into that that tournament as well and I know you asked a different question my bad but coming into that tournament I remember Sesco on a panel saying yeah Jorginho played really well in the Champions League but I think it's because Kante's next to him so you know like how people always do this kind of yeah it's because of this it's because of that so I feel like he's properly dusted it with Rudiger um, Rudiger came in too late he basically didn't play for the majority of the season um, and then, but when he did play I remember when he came in even for those Krasnodar games he played well do you remember? Like he didn't play for eight.
4: Yeah.
2: Then he came in yeah, and he I played well. And then towards yeah. the end of Lampard, when Lampard started to play him out of the blue, he played well. So when it comes down to it, pound for pound again, like when he's been on the pitch, he's played well. The only thing is with him, for a large majority of the first half, he didn't get
3: a lip of football. So just to
1: update, so for defender of the season, it is um actually so it's Aspie, uh, Ruben Diaz, and Rudiger. And for goalkeeper, it's some Courtois, Edison, and Mendy. So
4: okay, we've got, we got an extra player there. So, you yeah. know what it was? I didn't mention Rudy because I didn't know who he's up against. Okay. We could potentially do a clean sweep, you know, I can't lie. We have to. We should.
1: must do. We must, Cause
2: do. Cause we must do, man. Got it. Mendy's great. Well, well, who's there?
1: Mendy's um, Courtois and Edison. Okay.
2: Because if it was Donald Rumba there, but yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I think we're it. I think we should do a clean
1: sweep, a clean sweep. Yeah, man. And shout out Emma Hayes as well. She's off a women's coach of the year, so it, it, okay. it may look like a, a chessy, a Chelsea awards night
2: they they made the Champions League final too right
1: yeah exactly exactly and Shemi, what what do you think about the the award nominations
3: um I think yeah Tuchel had a phenomenal half year um I think what he the way he transformed Chelsea um I think he just kind of deserves it but um shout out Pep as well because Pep people forget that Pep transformed City as well because City City started really really slow um and, and kind of the same thing with Roberto Mancini because Mancini, um, Italy obviously were kind of like sleeping giants for like the past eight or so years. So all three managers have done an incredible job. I don't think that one's as cut as dry. No, um, I agree. As, as some people think. Um, I think that one's a little bit more even. And honestly and truthfully, I, I wouldn't be mad if if either of them got it because they've, all three of them have done phenomenal, job, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal jobs. So that one, I think is maybe the only one that um, could go... Um, that might not go Chelsea's way. Um, in terms of defenders, you said it's Rudiger. Who else? Sorry,
2: SP and Ruben Diaz
3: Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I think I think with this one, I think the fact that Rudiger didn't play as much might come into it. But Rudiger, Rudiger's Champions League campaign was phenomenal. It was mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if if, if I know how kind of these awards are kind of biased on those kind of things, and if they are. Then um I, I I wouldn't um I wouldn't be surprised if he if he got it um mm-hmm. but then again they might give it to Aspi Ashby Aspi's captain and Aspi yeah. was also really, really good too and so Ashby. I think I, yeah so I think I might I might go for Aspi for that one I can't lie.
2: yeah and they they taking uh, to account the Euros too and Aspi was good in the Euros Aspi
3: was good in the Euros too yes. yeah exactly and, and, yeah. so I think yeah I think I'm gonna go for Aspi for that one yeah
2: and he was here's the thing but a manager one so it's just quickly come in hey it's I'll be I'll be fuming if they give it to Pep or, or even Mancini. Listen, not as much Mancini, but if they give it to Pep, it's not good that Man City started the season bad. That's not good. Do you know what I'm saying? Compared to Tuchel, who came in and he had to... Don't forget, he had little time. He came in and he made it night and day for Chelsea in terms of where we were, and he had so much ground to build up. We were fighting on so many fronts, and obviously our squad wasn't tailored to what he wanted, like Pep, who'd been there for ages. They start, Pep. They started bad. Then, not only that, Tuchel comes in and he starts bodying managers one by one. He beat Pep three times. Everybody thought, look, Champions League came along, and one of the reasons why a lot of people thought that Man City would definitely win, not that it's just because Man City are better than Chelsea, or that's what a lot of people thought, it's just that we beat him twice before in close proximity. Tuchel had Pep's number. Not only did he have Pep's number, I saw Zidane on the touchdown in the Real Madrid game, scratching his bald head, now listen, I'm bald so I can say that but he looked clueless he looked clueless, he looked like he needed to go back to management school uh, not just that, Klopp do you know what I'm saying, and these were performances where it was like, out ta- like tactically outperforming these guys it was just manager after manager you know what I'm saying, and so why I think, what Tuchel done in that time um, against Simeone, like we just was up against some of the best managers in the world and tactically he outdone them. and tactically the managers would come out after saying yeah Tuchel's amazing what Chelsea's done with amazing etc etc I think everyone's now looking to Tuchel and Chelsea as you know what I'm saying tactically and what they're building like when you look at our our individuals in terms of players it's not like we've got the Neymar, Messi and um, uh, Mbappe but everyone's looking at okay this is a Tuchel team Tuchel got to, obviously, the final of the Champions League last season, and he showed. I think a lot of people thought that I was a fluke and it was just because of money and PSG. But I think what he's done since he's come to Chelsea, he's shown that he's an elite manager. And I think the body that he wo- uh, work that he's done in that short time, if I want to give anyone the manager of the year, because it's like, rah, it's going to be Tuchel. Because I remember when Tuchel came in and people were saying, Bielsa's better than him. People were saying all of this, and that oh, it's just because it's PSG. He's turned everyone's opinions around. And now everybody rates him as an elite manager, and that's because of the body of work of what he's done in that season. And therefore, I believe too cool for manager of the year 2021. Can I can I can I just
4: say that anyone that said Bielsa is is better than Tuchel, cool, we, we, we can't allow them to reproduce. That, 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 that's, that's just so wild. I was gonna say who it was, but
2: then he might come and beat you up, so I'm not gonna say,
4: but yeah, that is just that is just wild.
1: <laughs> yeah i mean f- fair enough fair enough but yes yeah, so, um to go over to listeners questions now just to wrap up the show um so the first question in from from just tony shout out you shout out you're doing your thing he asked them do we feel too could in the club have purposefully pushed trevor forward to show other youngsters the that it's that, 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 that actually a chance of making it here following the mass exodus of the common talent in the transfer window
3: mm. that's a
1: pretty leading question I not like
4: him, not Simple. for me. I don't think people's gonna play anyone unless he thinks they're good. Simple as that.
1: Hundred. Agreed. 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 I then mean, the next question from Lenny. He says, "Um, and this is actually a quite funny question. I don't know if you any of you listeners have followed them um, the Twitter account of a recent. You know, <laughs> there was a bit of backlash around this player, but Lenny wants to know: um, Is there any player at Chelsea or anywhere in the world that could replicate or exceed Mason Mount's perceived monumental impact on the team? Because the general consensus seems to indicate that there isn't any.
2: Uh, I'm not allowed to speak on this question, so over
1: to you, Shemi. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, you know, go for it, Ben, go for it.
4: No, no, I was just going to say, read the question again, please.
1: <laughs> no worries. Um. So Lenny asks them, is there any player at Chelsea or anywhere in the world that could replicate or exceed Mason Mount's perceived monumental impact on the team? Because the general consensus from fans seems to indicate that there isn't.
4: Well, there, there's a lot to digest in that question. In that, first of all, I don't know where this whole general consensus from fans that he that he what well, that he does nothing. I don't know where that's coming from, but yeah, this I, that question is just so mad. It's, it's so, so mad. I didn't want to answer it. my Make
2: it more succinct and ask it again. From him, so. Yeah, I my think...
4: went from one side over to the complete other side. Like one, one thing I will say is that um,
3: I think it's important to remember that football team is a small world. Yeah. Um, as much as it may look like the general consensus is that Mount is doesn't do doesn't do enough, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, I think I think if we, if we, that the Chelsea fan base in general are probably not of that view, um, yes. but I, I get I get what you mean because I've always said that fans are mad harsh on Mount. I also get the I also get the um the the argument that um Mount gets babied. I, I totally understand that, but at the same time, I think I've always been on the view that for what Mount done last season. He doesn't get enough praise, especially like from, uh, from art, from just from what I see generally on on on. From Chelsea Hour, say it,
2: say it with your chest. <laughs> from, from
3: Chelsea from <laughs> side, from Dad, you know.
4: From um, Dad, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> my,
3: my told I told him to make names, that. and I
4: was shocked when he him. But yeah, that, all jokes aside, all
3: jokes aside, all jokes aside. Um, I think for, I've always said that I think fans are mad harsh on Mount, and the thing with Matt is that he keeps he will keep proving people wrong. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's, that's my take on it.
1: So, Shemmo, are you basically saying that Mount's gonna keep dunking on Dan's bald head? Is that that's basically exactly, what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god! Listen, when we're got the just... changes
2: on Chelsea Hour, we've got some new people coming in. We got some, you know, people moving on. Just watch the transfer window. Just.
1: just... <laughs> 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 a, a last question, certainly not least, from Wayne. He wants to know um, which academy graduate do you think is the most likely to return to the first team? whether it be a buyback clause or a, a, any other aspect. So I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to say Libermento. Like I feel like the club's going to really, like,
3: yeah.
1: really, really, yeah. really regret it. I can
3: see that anything. one being,
1: I can see Liverpool coming back still. Because, hey, man, I, hey, I, I was saying it from early man. That, that, that for me, that was the guy. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, paying yeah. 45 million to get him back. is going to be pretty hilarious. I, I like I it.
2: I, is I it like... 45?
1: It's 45, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
4: I, thought, I saw 15. What the hell?
1: Nah,
2: it's pretty, but I like it though because that means that he comes in with big fear, and that's what you need at Chelsea. So yeah, it's true. I, I agree with
4: Levermento. And can I can I say quickly as well? Um, obviously, we've talked about the club, you know, letting these guys go and the recent trend, especially with the buyback clauses. Can we really say that it's a regret if they're buying back a player that's now off the level, and if they had stayed, wouldn't pro- probably wouldn't have got to the level as quick as they did. If that yeah. makes sense, I, don't know. I, feel I, like, think- I feel that's
1: lazy, man. I feel like it's the
4: easiest answer to give when the people say they may not have reached that level. As quick, as quickly, it's a fact though at Chelsea because he wouldn't have played as much. Whereas up happens, he's probably going to play every week.
2: Yeah, where I disagree with you, Ben, is that I think um, I just wouldn't say they haven't reached the level, but obviously they've got more opportunity to show what they can do. So I yeah, think,
4: that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's a good thing.
2: Yeah, I think yes, you. not good.
4: not um at all. Like, as in, I'm not saying that you know they say they wouldn't have. Re- I said yet, like so. All let's right. say for example, we, right.
2: I'm down. Yeah,
4: Livermore was 18. Let's say for example, we end up buying him back at 22. Do we think that he would have reached the level that he yes. will yeah. eventually be at 22? At yeah, because look, look at him
2: playing for Southampton right now, going straight into the first team, looking good. I just feel like it's just at Southampton he's gonna his popularity and the confidence in him is gonna reach a certain level. That yeah, at Chelsea. But,
4: yeah, but at the same time, obviously, game time does a lot of that too, if that makes sense. like, would, well, The question I'm trying to ask, basically, is that not that, not that um, all these guys are talented, especially, um, you know, Liv Romeno we talk about here, but would he have? Would he's be as far along in his development without the game time is essentially what I'm asking. So, as much yeah. as, you know, they're buying yeah. these guys back, they are buying a player who has gone and developed at a, at a rate that they probably wouldn't have at the club because they wouldn't have yeah. played.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Just, just to make sure that we close on time. I agree. So yeah.
1: yeah. Um Shemi, <laughs> thanks okay. for joining.
2: Hey, Shemi's already
1: gone, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Love, love, love.
1: Sorry. Dan, uh, <laughs> thanks again.
4: Thank you, man.
1: I-, I forward the pitch you made up, Ben. Thank you again for joining. Yeah,
4: hey, come on, listen. The stewards can't bad me, fam. They couldn't catch up with man. Now man's pulling when they want. You know I'm not, to, I'm
1: not allowed to speak about Mount, so... <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, um, peace, guys. So, yeah, hopefully we catch you guys at the live show and hopefully we see you on at, at the, at the, at the um, fight card tomorrow. He's done it! Mm-hmm. The
0: greatest night in the history of Chelsea Football Club! Yeah! again, he will never be forgotten, he's in line. It's hard, it's hard to, to find he a way won. through, oh that he is magnificent, just, yeah, magical he he from Ezin Azar, brilliant run by Ezin Azar, oh that is be absolutely phenomenal. That's more like Kante, they do threads on Twitter and ranting, doing the most, True, say that money is power, so when you get money keep quiet and ghost ghost i remember when i shot my shot but i didn't have got so i hit the post but next time it's a golden goal and it sports social podcast network